Hello and welcome to Straight Dude Date Night, a show where two straight dudes go on a date and they review it. My name is David Stallings. I'm one of the straight dudes. Hello, I'm Ricky Rivera and I'm the other one. And today we just went and saw the movie Breaking, uh, which uh, for some reason was extremely hard to find somewhere showing this movie. <laughs> yeah, we had to look at like every... Every AMC within a 15 to 20 mile radius mm -hmm. of us. For some reason, I mean, they promoted it. They had the trailers in other movies we've seen. That's mm -hmm. the only reason I heard about this movie. And then, lo and behold, it's 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 nowhere. We had to go to an AMC up the road a bit that had that was actually a dine-in theater, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, which I would say felt more like I was in a college lecture hall. Than in a movie theater. Now, AMC, this is not your fault. No. This is an old theater, okay? If you still are considering sponsoring us, we did appreciate the thank you. Mm -hmm. I felt the vibes were trying to be there. It just seems as if you took over maybe uh, a, a jankier theater, I mm -hmm. would say. Yeah, that's yes. probably more realistic of what happened. Yeah, this was this was a movie that was hidden away at a, at a theater that was also hidden away, which is weird because the building was still massive, mm -hmm. but we couldn't find the entrance to it, which was kind of wild. Yeah, and, uh, and I'd like to know, this movie came out maybe two weeks ago. Uh, we did have intentions of seeing it when it first came out. Mm -hmm. It was still impossible to find the week it came out. The week it came out, showing nowhere. Yep. It's premiering yep. nowhere. Yep. It took another week after the week it came out to get a theater that was within 10 miles of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, we would have been driving almost an hour to go f see this movie, and we thought, it's not that worth it. Which, at this point, now that I've seen it, I know why they're not showing it anywhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, f before we really get into it, just a quick synopsis of what this movie is. Uh, it's... Uh, starring John Boyega, who you may recognize as Finn from the uh, last trilogy of Star Wars movies. The guy who held a lightsaber. Yes, and nothing else. <laughs> he held a lightsaber. I recall a casino at some point. Uh -huh. He went to a casino, and mm -hmm. then I think he just died in the last one. That guy. We I, all I don't even think he died, but I'm pretty sure he died. Look, straight one. up, did not see the last one. <laughs> the last one, I don't even think he showed up, honestly. Probably didn't. He, he, anytime he was on screen, he just looked mad. Yeah, because it was a bad movie. He was just mad to be there. It was all bad. Um, but he's a good actor, which is what drew me to really wanting to see mm -hmm. this movie of his. Um, John Boyega's character, also Breaking is based on a true story, apparently. Um, it, is about, it is about a disgruntled uh, uh, veteran who uh, has unfortunately been shorted uh, his recent disability check. And as a result of that, trying to uh, find a way to get their attention and to get the money he is uh, due, he goes to a bank, says he has a bomb, and creates a hostage crisis in order to try and get a negotiator so he can get his money. Uh, to, it's an intense situation. Surprisingly, the intensity leaves rather early on. Do you think that covers everything? Yeah, that, that covers it. You know, I, I didn't really know what this movie was. Watched the trailer a few days ago. Uh, I actually explained this movie to a co-worker of mine who is a veteran, ex-Marine. Mm -hmm. uh, and as I was explaining it to him, he was like, man, that's like true life. And he'd heard about this situation. Mm -hmm. 
And I was like, man, like that that does suck. Yeah. We started talking about it, and I was like, wow, like I'm kind of excited to see this movie now because this is a real life situation. Yeah. And speaking to somebody who's you know had to deal with the VA, I was like, yeah. Yeah. This could be really sad. I have also heard like when they were showing the VA office how many people were there, and that he the main character was handed a homelessness voucher for how to deal with it or a pamphlet yeah. on preparing for homelessness, which is awful. Uh, the stories I have heard are similar of that. It is like pulling teeth, trying to get the assistance that you need. Uh, mistakes, m- critical mistakes like this end up happening uh, where you are shorted the money you are owed uh, and you did nothing wrong. It's <laughs> the the VA is not uh, organized enough and s- is struggling. If you work for the VA and you're doing great, then by all means. But these are the stories I have heard. Yeah. Um, so that was really sad <laughs> with <laughs> the setup of this movie because they showed that pretty well, I thought, at least from what I understand. You know, and, and a, a point that they didn't even really nail very I – mean, we just go into it because mm-hmm. the one thing – now that we've explained it, and I think back and watching the movie, there was one major plot line into this whole thing that was just very brushed over. I don't know if you noticed it. Hmm. They, the point where they're interviewing the lady who helped him out at the VA, she mm. knows he got scammed. Yes. Because she was like, oh, yeah, it was like student loan debt or something like that. And it wasn't even his. <laughs> well, no, it, w- it was his. It was that the college, the way that they process it. That's right, yeah. Uh, they... They say something about like their defaulting, even though it's it was that he actually unenrolled. Right. But then they started saying he was defaulting on his debt, which is not the case. Yeah. No, I noticed that it was they explained it that he was in that he was right. He was shorted. Um, and they just completely kind of brushed past it. Yeah. The, they said she was like the VA do anything about it. Like, no, no, no. This <laughs> okay. is actually who you're okay. supposed who you really need to call is the college. <laughs> I think is what she said. Yeah, yeah like, and then at the end of the movie, it's just like they still haven't gotten their money. I'm like, this. There's no way the family just didn't pursue that. That's just so sad. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was the whole thing with it was that, like, the amount of money that he was trying to get, ultimately was trivial for what he was doing. I think it was they said it was eight hundred ninety-two dollars and thirty-four cents. Yeah. Um. Which yeah, I thought the same thing of what I mean. It's a real story, so if, maybe they just never pursued it. But they do know at the end of the movie, these people ne- still have not been paid for this default that happened. Just like this mistake. Like, really? Okay. Yeah. That's uh, like it's very clearly a mistake. <laughs> like how sad that. So we could we could go over some of the good stuff of this movie. <laughs> you you need to what's, what's the first what's <laughs> the first good thing you have on your mind? Right All right, here? here's the thing. Here's the thing. This story is very sad. Yeah. Like this is a real story. It's very compelling. Portrayed onto the big screen, very bad. Yes. Like like uh, I imagine when they came up with this idea for a movie, they were well, not came up, but they saw the story and were like, "We can make that into a movie." Yeah, we could do it. And it was like really exciting because it was like, "Man, this is a really heartbreaking story. People need to hear this. Mm-hmm. This is like this is what he wanted. He wanted to be heard. You know, he said, get all the media out here. He wanted to be heard. Let's tell his story." Yeah. And then they probably got this whole script together and everything, and they just made it a stinker. <laughs> they just said really no. Like, you know, they, they probably got halfway through and they're like, "Oh shoot." Yeah, we don't know where to go. We're, we've made an hour of the movie. That's it. Mm-hmm. We've made one hour. 
Yeah, we, we I, told the we told the label we were gonna do an hour and a half. We, <laughs> right. We were promised a, a budget uh-huh. for an hour and a half worth of. Mo- we didn't. We don't have an hour. Okay. Let's yep. go get some B roll. Yep. <laughs> I'm making more phone calls. I would say, like a good thing that I've thought about with this movie is that it sucked me in quickly. And then I immediately wanted was I immediately was trying to like climb out. I was like, no, I don't. Yeah. I actually don't want to be sucked into this. This is this is very bad. Yeah, because they they suck you in to a very intense situation, and then they just throw you in. It's like five minutes. Into it's the movie, very quick. We're in the heist. Which that's a I think that's a good way to start a movie. Like it was this. intense. Um, but then the next like hour is just phone calls. Mm-hmm. It's just phone calls and him yelling at the phone. And it's we get to see a person on the other side of the line, and they're trying to talk him out of it. And then we call someone else, and we do the same thing, and we do that over and over and over again. And sometimes there's a scene with the hostages where they're kind of like, they either feel for him or they don't because he's off his meds. Yeah. Like, uh, and it was just, it was unbearable. <laughs> it was so bad because they just kept reiterating the same plot line. And it didn't feel like we were getting anywhere. Like the whole this a huge chunk of this movie felt like it was filler that yeah. we did not need. And it, I and it's a hostage situation. I was telling Ricky on the way home. It's really hard for me to imagine. Like I understand the like the bad situation that occurred and like realizing like he is in the right about trying to get his money back. It doesn't matter after you've gone into a bank and declared that you've had a bomb. This does not end well now. Nope. Like, and I'm just kind of waiting for us to figure out how do we get to the end? Because yeah. we all know where the end is. We all know where. Yeah, and you know he kind of flip flops back and forth, which I think is the sign that he truly was off his meds. Because mm-hmm. he just at one point he's like, "No, I'm gonna get my money back and I'm gonna leave." And then he realized, "No, I'm gonna die here." Yeah. And then there's a hope again, and then there's like, "No, I'm actually gonna die here." Ultimately, like the biggest stakes were were figuring out, does he die or does he get arrested? Because yeah. those are the two options it's looking like. Because uh, it's still a hostage. You have created the worst circumstance for you. Yeah. Even if they pay you the money and put it in your account, you you don't get to keep it. <laughs> They're yeah, doing that to get you to come out. like, Yeah. Or to release the hostages. That's all they're doing. Yeah. You know, you know, we said we were gonna get say one, you know, good thing about it, and then we dragged the movie again. This is <laughs> it's <laughs> no. So the only th- I will say there was one scene I did like, and I, and if I had seen like a three minute clip on YouTube, I would have watched it and been like, I should watch this movie mm-hmm. because it was a really great scene in the movie. It's when he starts talking to the negotiator for the first time. Um, the conversation, that conversation between him and the negotiator, the first time they talked when he's sitting in the car and he realizes mm-hmm. like. Oh, we're both Marines, you know, oh, you're Hollywood, this and that. Those like five minutes of movie, I was like, oh, this could get really good. Those were probably that was probably the best part of the movie. Best part of the whole movie. And I and, and I'm telling you, like if I saw a YouTube clip, I'd be like, Dave, we got to watch this movie. This looks pretty intense. Yeah, because that scene right there made them both very human. I didn't feel like I was like I felt like I was just genuinely listening to a real conversation between two Marines. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. It was a really wholesome moment. And then they just. Like, they were trying to build this connection between the two of them, and it never got built. Yeah, it really didn't. Like, if that's what happened in real life, I get it. But this is, like, in the movie, you got to give a little connection. You do need to dramatize it a bit more. (laughs) 
I, I don't want to drag it, but it was – there's few movies that we've seen recently that have had me looking at my watch. You know, when I take a moment and I look at the watch to see what time it is and I realize we're only 45 minutes in, there's another hour, then I'm like, this is a bad movie. Yeah. That's a bad movie. And we've had an issue recently, too, of like our biggest complaint with some movies has been we wish we had more. This was a movie I wish I had so much less. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like there were so many there's just so many scenes where it just kind of drags on. Um, the conversations between the teller and the bank manager, I, like like they were texting, but none of it was relevant to anything. Like it was just like I could have done without all of that. Yeah, I, I will. I, I will done say without any emotional connection to them. Yeah, I, I will say having a movie. I I understand using texting as a means of like furthering a story a bit. When you make me, when you have the phone, when the camera's looking at the phone and it's like <laughs> angled, it's angled out of the way that I now have to turn my head just to read it, and then I, it's like a full like five sentence text. And I'm supposed to read it. I, I'm immediately just like, I hate this. Do you know how long it takes me to read a text <laughs> that big? Like, it's going to take me. A m- I need to process what you just said. Mm-hmm. I'm not a quick texter. So, like, that. And then the other thing is, dude, like, imagine your boss just gives you, uh, you know, a couple million dollars to make something. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, five minutes of the whole movie is just a text message screen. <laughs> like we couldn't just overlay it. We couldn't find a better way to put that on the screen. Right. We took a video shot of a cell phone. I hate those scenes in movies and TV shows and they do it. Yeah. I would rather do the cheesy edit where the bubble pops up on screen next to you. So much better. at least I can read it. Because with this too. Or just don't text. In the, f- the first time they show the text chain, they show the phone and they're, they're sending a text. The most relevant one is the bottom. However, they're showing me the entire recent text thread. Yeah. So it's got like a bit – it's got some previous conversation. I'm assuming I have to see all of it. I have to read all oh of it. Oh, my god! And then I miss it. <laughs> Just yeah. put the relevant one. Just do the, the cheesy pop-up on the screen. Like, that's fine. Yeah, I don't need backstory. Like, yeah, it was like, I'll meet you tonight. Like, them hanging out. I was like, I don't yeah. care. Just make it – make this connection like they've never even talked to each other before yeah don't care i don't just care put, just show the one relevant text that's it yeah like, yeah I, I, or like yeah put it on the lock screen you mm-hmm. know what i mean like the lock screen it shows it yes that's fine but i just and the other thing is i'm so you're trying to make me so emotionally invested in this story i don't need to emotionally invest invest in the hostage necessarily because i already am they're a hostage. They're a hostage. They're yeah. a hostage to a man who is literally going wants to just kill himself. He's at the point in life where he will blow himself up mm-hmm. to prove his point. Yeah. I'm emotionally connected to them already. I want them to live. Mm-hmm. I don't care about anything beyond that. Like they spent a lot of time kind of make Estelle a little bit more of a star. And I thought it was cool. She's a great actress. Yeah. And I was like, but but they didn't they, they seemed like they were trying to make her more of a star and then they pulled it back a little bit. Yeah. But then like, you know, like 30 minutes later, we're back on Estelle. She has a monologue. Here you go. Yeah. And then we're back off of her. And I was like, what? Like, I will say one of the things that didn't help this movie was that during this hostages, uh, Estelle's, uh, her, her, probably her biggest monologue <laughs> in the movie, um, uh, we were listening and then we heard 
just like Spanish opera music mm-hmm. so from somewhere in the <laughs> and both of us just could not keep our focus on Estelle anymore. Mm. We were entranced <laughs> by what we were listening to through the walls. I uh, have a working theory. Hmm. I am convinced that the couple behind us, which by the way, side side note, side note, this is the most people that have been in a theater since we started doing this. It's because the movie's not showing anymore. There was maybe like, what, 10 people? Act, yeah, well, that was insane. And I walked in and I was like, holy cow. Oh, we can't just talk loudly like we normally do doing during there movies? There were four rows in this theater and half the theater was filled. Mm-hmm. I was just amazed. I was like, wow, people are here this time. We've yeah. been to movie premieres about three times now. Yeah. Never have seen people there. The most we've had before this was like four or six with Crawdads. Yes, so that that was crazy. No, Crawdads, just, Crawdads was was popping. That had a lot of people in there. That was probably know, the biggest, the busiest movie we've seen. Maybe it just, th- but that was a really big theater too. This was like four rows of chairs. Mm-hmm. So yeah. this was crazy. Yeah. to me. Uh, anyway, I had to get that out there. Working My theory. working theory is that the person behind us just pulled out his phone and just started watching something else. <laughs> I thought that on full blast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and everybody was okay with it. <laughs> no one said a thing. That was my thought because I was like, because I, I realized there's no theater to the right of us. To the left of us was a theater, but it, it wasn't coming from the left. It was coming from behind us. Mm-hmm. But the theater behind us was across the hall. Right. And when we left, there was no title on the theater, anything. Yeah. So it looked like it was just empty. So I was like, where is this? Co-? So it was either another movie, B, the person behind us was just watching something else completely, <laughs> or C, the projection booth was just the window was open and the person working up there was just watching something else completely. Right. <laughs> Th- those are the only. And, th- and honestly, I think it was options B and C more than the option A. I don't mm-hmm. think it was another movie. I think somebody was just legit watching something else. Well, we went and looked up what other movies are out right now, and none of them really lined up with. I'm right. I it was like a we were hearing like songs, right? Yeah, like somebody was like listening to music or watching something behind us, and yeah. it was faint the whole time too. Mm-hmm. But this scene, it was very loud. Yeah. That being said, we have a lot more to say about this song, about this this brief moment, than we do about uh, Estelle's the hostages' biggest monologue in the movie. Oh, and she was emotional. She was talking about like literally the stuff she brought up. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I almost dropped the mic. People, <laughs> people, you need to understand. I saved you. I saved you from a huge crash, a loud noise that would have hurt your ears. I'm sorry. Anyway, they forgive you. Back to the show. Uh, she was very emotional in that scene, and what she was saying, I, I told you on the way home. I was like, like that was really sad because she's talking about how I don't want to see. I don't want my. I don't have to explain to my son what happened, and him look at me and say, "Why didn't you save him?" Yeah. You know, like that's such a sad conversation to think that she was going to have to have with her son of like, I don't want to have to explain to my son why another guy died on the streets. Why or you know what died? Mm-hmm. I didn't get to help. Also, like and she and she started bringing it up too. like, you know, my son is the same color as you. I don't want she started bringing some of that stuff in. Yeah. Could not focus. I could not hear we anything. Could not focus it was at such all. an no. emotional part of the movie. And I was like, wow, this is really what is that? Is that Mexican opera? Like I was looking at the screen <laughs> awesome. the whole time and I just was listening to the music that was coming from behind <laughs> us. And I was just think I, all I could think about was how is this happening right now? What is happening? I'm in a dine in AMC and 
at the very back of the theater and just there's <laughs> like an opera <laughs> happening behind me. Or how is this mm. how is this possible? Or maybe like yeah, like it sounded just like background music. Like one of the speakers broke and it was playing music from the hallway or something. It was it was just it was weird. It was so noticeable. <laughs> I couldn't focus and then I thought to myself like Man, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on over there? Is there another movie that's happening with this? I will go see it. Uh, yeah. And then I was just like, our movie's kind of quiet. This is a really quiet movie. Yeah. And then I just couldn't focus from yeah. there on out. Oh, it was so it was it was rough. Yeah. What do you think that movie was? Oh, I wonder. We 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 did narrow <laughs> it down to like three movies. It could have been. I would love for us to put out our like the movie that we said it was that we think it was. Uh, based on like what's showing right now and then we go see it and realize it's not it yeah like, i kind of want to go watch one of those movies now because what were the three you said you said beast beast uh, three thousand years of longing yeah three thousand years of longing and then bg and nate yeah um and the one we said was i i it, there's no part of me that thinks that the movie beast has the spanish opera in it uh because it's a movie in africa uh, <laughs> also about a lion about a lion. Yeah. It's no way it's beast. Uh, but 3000 years of longing. I was kind of like, I know a little bit about that movie. Maybe is there. Yeah. There could be some foreign scenes. Maybe I just do, like, <laughs> and then Gigi and Nate is about a service animal monkey. So maybe, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe we go see these movies. We know, do a follow up episode on this one. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I wish we would have. I wish I would have asked and just been like, "Man, <laughs> excuse me." As we're leaving, the we go up to an usher and just, excuse me, sir. So which theater has the opera? In it? <laughs> which theater has the opera? Because that's the next one I'm going to. I would like to go watch that. I have two more movies this week. I'd like to go watch that. Please, <laughs> yes, sir. I have two more free movies. I, I am an AMC A-list you don't member. You don't um, understand. Premiere. I am funding this theater. Oh okay. yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Yeah, that was an experience, and this was a dining theater, so I got really excited to uh, have them bring me stuff to my seat because I'd only done one dining experience before this, and mm-hmm. it was at a different theater company altogether. I won't say their name because they're not AMC. We love correct, you. Correct, correct, correct. Uh, but no, it was, was those little s- tables were kind of just there. I wanted to be served. I want I want to describe this a little bit more. Imagine you are at school, <laughs> and you sit down instead of like a metal chair. It's actually like a nice, comfy recliner, Mm -hmm. right? And then you have, like, a platform in front of you. And it's hovering, like, way too high above your lap. But that's where you can put all your food and the drinks. But if you put your stuff on there, then it's – you. if you put your stuff on there and you use the recliner, then you can't see the movie. (laughs) Yeah, you can't see it. You can't see. Now – the other thing, now that you're imagining it, it's still a normal movie theater. Like when someone walks in and walks through the row, everyone notices. So no one ordered anything, but I was really interested to see what it's like when someone does come in to serve you. Yeah, I would love to. Because it should have ordered food. It felt so bizarre to me. <laughs> Oh, man. And that was the other thing. Most theaters have a tunnel to the door so that you can't hear somebody coming in or out mm-hmm. or, you know, what's in the hallway. Yeah. The door was like maybe two feet from the entrance. Oh, of my the gosh. Someone theater. walked in and the entire theater <laughs> shaked. 
it was just squeaky. Just yeah. And we, we look over. There's the usher. We're like, okay, the movie's about to end. Yeah, the movie's about to end. And he just and he walked out. And just <laughs> yeah. Just oh, there's people actually watching yeah. this one? Okay. Yep. Yep. He oh. looked like he was about to come in and just sit there until the movie ended. And yeah. I was like, nope. Never mind. I got to leave. Yeah. No, as soon as he walked in, I went, okay, the movie's about to end. Cool. It was a Thank weird experience. You. AMC, we love you. We cheated on. I think we got to apologize to our home AMC, the one that yeah. we normally go to. Well, we cheated I'm on not them. Gu- no, I'm not going to apologize. They didn't show the movie there. I wanted to see this movie. They, they were saving sh- us. They were. They were. Sa- you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I do apologize. <laughs> That's great. They were sa- You know what, David? No, they know us well enough. They know we would have gone to see it, and they knew we wouldn't have liked it. They knew it. They were like, just don't waste your time. We've been roasting some of their film, some of the films recently, so. They were yeah. just like, okay, we won't show this one. Fine. We won't do it. We won't do it. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, wow. That was something. That was a movie. Uh, <sighs> can we talk about, too, the ending? Yeah. He just gets shot. Now, I, I don't know what <sighs> happens. In, clear, clearly, in real life, he dies during this, yeah. this endeavor. He dies during it. Um, now, the way it happens... Again, I wasn't there in real life. I have no say in what actually happened. And we haven't looked it up. I haven't looked it up. I, I didn't even to. know this was I just watched the movie. Yeah, I just watched it. I don't want to I'm look reviewing this up. the movie, not real life. Don't <laughs> don't don't at me. Uh the the this whole movie, the entire like police force, this this really portrayed how just an extremely dysfunctional city unit of like the police don't know what's going on. The SWAT don't know what's going on. The people who are sniper are set up as snipers don't know what's going on. The snipers. But yeah. we have 10,000 people here. We have so mm-hmm. many people here to show that we do know what's going on. Oh, we're fully prepared. We don't want to see anybody die. No one dies. We don't. That's our goal. Hostages are number one priority. Mm-hmm. This man has a bomb. We have no clue what the what the bomb is like. Yep. Uh, also, shoot at will. Also, they they noted very explicitly at the beginning of the movie. No, we're not having the fire department show up. The fire department doesn't show up if there's a bomb present. They said that. I don't know if that's a true thing or not, but they said that. And then no, they did. 20 minutes later, when we're showing the billion people as part of the city police force, there are fire trucks. Yeah. Which I think adds to the true dysfunction of what they were portraying with this. Yep. Because, yeah, by the end of the, they are they were portraying this whole thing as like – the majority of the people were like they're empathetic with the main character with I think his name was Brian. They're empathetic about it because it's a really heartbreaking situation that he's found himself in. Yeah. He just wants his money. He's not trying to kill anyone. That's all he's trying to do is get his money. But ultimately, and I was saying it too on the drive home, everyone knows this does not end well. You get arrested or you are killed during this. That those are the two good endings getting arrested is really the the best ending you don't walk out yeah getting arrested yeah. is the ending you hope for mm-hmm. getting killed is a realistic ending yeah you don't leave though there is no there's zero chance of leaving that is only in movies right when george clooney and brad pitt rob a casino yes they do a grade a heist they yes. all get to leave scot-free mm-hmm. you are not brad pitt you're not george clooney <laughs> you are none of the other 11 mm-hmm. okay you're you're not you don't work for ocean you're your you own don't. person brian I will say, 
so they they portrayed it that many people were empathizing with Brian, including this sniper, including the guy who's literally staring at him through a, a sniper scope. And then for some reason, in the that him starting to empathize is what makes him take the initiative to pull the trigger and kill him, which was like that feels weird. That felt like a wrong way to end this movie. I don't know what happened, but I don't like. I wish we never got to see a scene of him empathizing with them as a marine. Yeah, they if had. If we had left that out, I would have just thought, "Dang, the, that police system is just really bad." I mean, they portrayed an extremely dysfunctional unit, and they could have <laughs> just because I said it on the way home. Um, oh. Of like, um, it just felt it. It seemed like this guy was taking the initiative because no one's communicating with anyone. He has the guy in his line of sight. Uh, he took the shot, but they did explicitly show him like starting to empathize. Yeah. Which that decision in the script, that's a weird decision. This is the second movie now, back to back, where we watch dysfunctional organizations in Atlanta, by the way. Was this Atlanta? This was in Atlanta. Okay. And where this was taking place. Okay. Uh, which, Honk for Jesus, was also in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So, Atlanta, what's going on? Atlanta. Leave <laughs> me out. Atlanta. Sounds like there's a lot of dysfunction going on, man. Atlanta. Do you need help? Do you need help? Are these cries for help? Yeah, I just, I really, man, I really loved the connection between the negotiator and him. I, I thought that was great. When he came in afterwards and kind of just paid his respect, it was like, yeah, like, this sucks that this had to come to this. But at the end of the day, like, this was a brother at one point, mm -hmm. a brother in arms. And I know how strong those, I mean, you know, we've never been in the military. Um, so obviously, please, like, please know this for anybody out there listening we do respect everything here that was happening we understand yeah the deep connection and we know we'll never understand how deep it can go but we do know it's deep mm -hmm. <laughs> so so like for that i was like dang like that is cool like he took the thing he took his necklace and the cigarettes he put it up on his shelf yeah with all of his other like fallen brothers memorabilia you know or not memorabilia mm -hmm. but like you know things to yeah, remember like them by trying to all the people he cared about yeah like you know remembering them a memorial yeah, I, I thought, man, that was really cool, but I just wish we had seen more of them together talking. Yeah, I feel like I feel like this could have gone better. Even in real life, I feel like this could have gone better. I feel like the issue with this movie, again, we haven't gone and looked up the actual events of the movie because I feel like they were really trying to make it true to the actual circumstances around it. Um, but there is a reason that m movies based on a true story dramatize it, that they, they add a bit extra stuff. Like, what I felt like would have been more interesting was if we got to a point where the hostage negotiator actually got into the Wells Fargo with Bryant, and then we got to see the two of them actually interact with each other, and then we see where that goes. That's not, I don't think that's how it plays out in real life ever. But that would have been more interesting than what we got. It would have given yeah. us a, a more reason to see these two really interesting characters interact more with each other than what we were handed. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't really even explain. I just feel like this movie could have even, you know, like we say a lot of this was felt like filler. They could have done so much more to give us more of the bigger picture on the dysfunctions of this police team, this, yeah. this force. Because the scenes that they did give us with them, it was just like, 
Ah, uh, it's the new captain. Yeah, he kind of sucks. Yeah, everyone here sucks. That's we all it. Hate That's all it. we got. Yeah, like we couldn't have got like, like, there was never a scene where they were like, if you guys see, the, get a clear shot on him, take the shot. This was never communicated mm-hmm. once. Yeah. So that leads me to believe, okay, this dude just acted on his own will, or am I supposed to know that that's a real thing? Because I don't think that's a real thing. That would be, that feels wild. I don't know if, I don't think any special forces goal is to kill somebody without the intent of like, this person truly, this needed to happen. You know what I mean? Like, like if he was holding a bomb mm -hmm. up in the air and was like, I'm literally going to do it right now. But he was on the phone. He was nowhere near as anything. So it's like they just took the shot. I guess maybe that's the most opportune time to do it. Yeah, when his guard was lowered. But but like it didn't seem. But like I just feel like from even just the conversations he was having with people, you could tell he was bluffing in some way. The police had by the end of this movie, the police had this so under control, though. They got access to the cameras. They could see everything going on. They had everyone. They had the hostages on the line. They had Brian on the phone. They could see everything going on. They managed to convince him, like, yeah, we're going to have a trade. You're going to give us one of the hostages, and you get a pack of cigarettes. And then we just keep doing this until there's no no hostages, and then we just go in. The amount of control that they still had through this was immense. So I, I don't know what they were trying to get at with how they wrote this because it doesn't really make sense. Like if that is what happened and that someone took initiative, that's messed up. But like the way they portrayed this, there was so much control. Yeah. They had this. It was down to a T, even though they were dysfunctional. And, and I think the other thing here is if this is truly how it went down in real life and this just became a matter of – that that just shows like they're trying to show the dysfunction of of police uh in some way like I, you know it, this is what they were trying to portray that the police are dysfunctional we can't trust what's happening this and that if that's what they're trying to portray a movie is probably not the best way to do this because you're making this into a a drama like a a, a fake thing yeah this could have been this would have been like i think i think if if the intention of this movie was to have a woke meaning or something like that this could have been better portrayed in a documentary of some sort yeah i think i think that would have been way more impactful to me and i could have learned more and if even if there was a way of like here's how you can help this from happening for va like if there here are some resources to help i mean granted we didn't stay for the whole credits I don't care. Put that at the very beginning of the credits. Right. Give me resources. Like this is me setting up on my little soapbox here. Right. Give me resources for people who are truly going through this. Yeah. You know there is somebody out there watching this movie can relate one hundred percent. I think the dude next. I don't know if you saw him. He was just like stone cold when we got. Yeah. Him. So I could tell that there was something that he could relate to in this story. Mm-hmm. And I, I I guarantee you there are people out there who could relate to his story of how awful the VA is. Give me resources on how I can help. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't just give me a movie to to make to pull up my heartstrings on the story here that happened in real life and then make the movie a stinker and give me no like but we actually care about, you know, this in real life. Well, I, that's I, just that was just sorry. That's just me getting mad. No, now. I no, I understand. It's cuz <laughs> no, it, it it is <laughs> it is frustrating cuz they tell you at the beginning this is a, based on a true story. Okay. Well, that's important that's important for me yeah. to know going in. Now I'm bracing for all of the reality of this, uh expecting for it to be dramatized. I need to know what if you want me to really understand this story, I need to know 
what parts of this were true or not. And that's why these movies that are based on true story, usually at the end, they tell you the, all the details in the credits. They have the credits rolling, they'll show pictures, and they have little labels under them about like the actual situation that happened. Uh, and they can tell us during that, did that guy actually fire on his own volition? Is he a part of the of yeah. special forces anymore? What happened to him? All they said to us was, "This happened. This guy died. Brian died, and he never got his eight hundred ninety-two dollars." That's not the lesson, I don't think, for us to take away from the movie is that they didn't get their money. Like, <laughs> yeah, because he still went into a bank, held it up, said it he had a bomb. I don't understand how we think that by the end of that you get the money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's deeper systematic things at play here that go beyond just him wanting eight hundred and ninety two dollars. Right, <laughs> and <laughs> like, it's a. I think it's a disservice for like the end of the movie to say that's what was important. Yeah, like there was a line exchange that I really did like. It was the only thing, one of the only lines in the movie that stood out to me, and it was where he was like when he said, "I, I'm, you know, I'm owed eight hundred ninety two dollars," and the negotiator's like. Your life is worth eight hundred ninety-two dollars. He's like, my life's worth nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm worth nothing. Yeah, and I, I thought that that was great because he's like, he's trying to like, I, I don't know. To me, I felt like he was just trying to say like, I'm worth nothing. I have, have I'm about to be homeless. This is all I have is what should be what I'm rightfully owed from mm-hmm. being a veteran from the V the people here to help me. Like is what he's trying to get. He's like. Yeah. I'm worth literally nothing, and especially to these people, I'm worth nothing because it was just eight hundred ninety-two dollars, and they can't even give that to me. Yeah, like <laughs> flip that around, it's just eight hundred ninety-two dollars. Why can't I just have my money? Like, yeah, <laughs> like why can't we if just that, figure this out? If that really was the goal, he could just he could have gotten it. Could have yeah. it. It's just I don't know. The movie just now now I, I'm getting worked up. Well, I don't mad. I don't feel like <laughs> I. I don't feel like the lessons to take from this movie or the things to realize from this movie are like the police are dysfunctional. No. Like it's it's it is realistic. We have seen in the real world that that there are dysfunctional units. That's not the problem. That's not the, the problem. problem the that are, was you know? really portrayed was an issue with the VA system where sometimes there's miscommunications and like very critical mistakes that happen to real people and uh really a uh mental yeah. health issue yes and he was they showed he was dealing with ptsd he was dealing with uh he was off his meds some of the stuff he was saying he was talking about his brother being a part of the illuminati at one point like oh yeah the the points to take away from this movie are not that like are not that the police are dysfunctional or anything like that. I don't think is the main lesson no. that people need to learn from this movie. It's that there is a real issue for people who have served us. They volunteered to serve us, which is extremely uh, humbling to remember that there's people out there who go through this. And then they come back and life sucks because yeah. we have a bad system and they are suffering because of it. That's like – that motivates me more of like, can I do something? It, can I help? Yeah. Well, can I talk to someone? What can I do? That's more motivating to me than just telling me like everyone in the police during the situation was really bad because they didn't really showcase that well either because they actually had the situation under control and then just had the character shoot him. Yeah. Like it just, 
Yeah, they they definitely did not. I don't know. Like now now that we're talking about it more, and we're starting to break it down and understand <laughs> what they were really trying to get at here and what the motivation of the movie was. I'm like, man, they really did a bad job on portraying that. They yeah. really just kind of like I, I mean, I, I understand the message from the real life story. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what they were doing with the movie. And this would have again, this could have been way more resourceful that could have been a documentary and I would have been way more enthralled. Imagine imagine getting the real life interview with the bank teller. Yeah. That would have been dude, spend the whole budget, just get her on the line and let me just hear her, her story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would have rather had that. That would have been crazy. Yeah. Cuz that would have been that would have been And she related. Like mm-hmm. she was like the the Estelle, she was like my husband, the same thing happened with the VA. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? She's like relating to him in that way. Yeah. And they I mean, they did a good job of making it clear, like, everyone does, like, empathize with this because this is a, like, a U.S. military member. Like, this is someone who fought for you, and this is the life that they have now. Like, what he's currently doing is not good by any means, but the situation he's found himself in, it is heartbreaking. And they did a good job of, like, everyone understands that. It's awful. I just the execution was just bad. That's really all. It, <laughs> that's really all it comes down to. Now, now we're more worked up about the situation like, at hand, are you and kidding then we're straight from the movie. The movie was bad. People don't watch it. <laughs> this is not. A, I don't recommend this movie. I understand why AMC's not showing it anywhere. For uh, some it's reason. hard to find it on the app too. It was like I had to go searching, which I yeah. learned how to search for movies. It's pretty cool. Which now, from now on, when this happens, I'm gonna take that as a point of oh, so this is a bad movie. I'm not seeing the movie. Yeah. that's what that means. Uh, they were trying. AMC was trying to save us from a bad movie. They didn't want to waste one of my three visits this week. Yeah, maybe were, that's what they were doing. But you know what, AMC, I see you. I yeah. see, you, girl, you're you trying know, to, you're trying to work it out for me, huh? Yeah, you know, maybe, maybe we go, we go. Minions is still in theaters, so maybe we just oh. go see that. Hmm, <laughs> that does sound kind of. Hard. Enticing. This week in particular was weird. There was like no movies out. The movies streaming were kind of weird. Should have like, watched the Kevin Hart movie. I don't want. I mean, yeah, <laughs> probably would be more interesting. Actually, we were originally gonna watch Me Time, but then we finally found an AMC that had this theater. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I think yeah. I would have rather watched the Kevin Hart movie. Yeah, probably. I think we're moving into. By the time this episode comes out, there will be some interesting movies. Oh, we got that some good movies coming out. Yeah. Uh, but I just. Oh, man, now we're both like, now we're both yeah. like frustrated. Now I feel drained. I feel like, you know, I'm aggravated now. <laughs> yeah, it just, it wasn't very great. I I want to shout out to John Boyega. I he, was he, just about yeah. to say that. He did great. Like, I, I really do want that to get across. He did a really great job portraying this. And I think he's come out about some mental health stuff he had when he was doing Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So... I can't imagine anybody dealing with any mental health issues having to play a character with mental health issues is yeah. easy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I personally I've never been in that situation. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine how easy that is. Yeah. Like it's well, got to be weird. I don't know. It, but I mean, there were definitely there was some stellar acting from John Boyega uh in this movie, which I think helped with having you empathize with him. But he was he was probably the best part of the movie was oh. the moments where he, where we are seeing him starting to freak out uh, about the situation, getting emotional 
uh, those scenes were very interesting uh, and intense. All of my banana meter rating will be because of him. Mm-hmm. And and actually, too, partially some of the negotiator, too. Some of the conversations we had between them was really good. Yeah. Um, but John Boyega really did kill it. I, I feel bad that this is the, the movie, that the, the final product he had, because he's a great actor. It may have turned into, I don't know how much of a hand he had in this, but... In the credits, it did list him as an executive producer, and it's the second movie after Star Wars. Yeah, I just can't, you know. I mean, getting I I don't know how much uh how much uh, experience he has with that. If this was his first time doing that uh, as an executive producer or not, the end result of this movie was really bad. It was just really yeah. bad, which is a shame because again, I think his acting was awesome. I thought he yeah. did so good. I, Anytime he was talking, I was I was listening, for sure. I may I may not have been enjoying the words he was saying or what was happening. That you know, like the phone calls, some of those were a little weird. There was the scene, um, uh, what's her name, messed up the somebody's social security. You know, nine thousand dollars shorted them, and he handled that situation great. <laughs> wait, wait, the one random person that kept calling the bank. And oh I was like, yeah, I need to talk to so and so because yes. they messed up my social security. He's like, I'm robbing the bank right now. <laughs> I'm robbing the bank. Stop calling. Stop calling. I'm me. waiting for my negotiator to call me back. Like, yeah, that like he he did. He was really great. He was really great in this movie. And I will say, after seeing this movie, I do want to see more movies with him. I will yes. go see because you kept saying John Boyega, and all I'm thinking is Episode Eight of Star Wars, which again he did so, great acting in there too. Mm-hmm. He was set up poorly, my I, man. I think he's a solid actor. I want he's to so see good. him in more stuff. Uh, he's so good, but he just keeps getting set up, man. He keeps getting set up for bad roles. Yeah. Like, the, like this role was hard. Star Wars, awful. Yeah. They, they set him up for failure. Like, yeah, they did not I feel do so him bad. I want John Boyega to be just – I want him to just – I want him to have a great role with great writing and a great movie. Like, he, I, I, I don't know. I, I want him to team up with somebody great. Yeah. I, uh, I would love to see him in, um, in like, a Jordan Peele type of movie. I mm-hmm. feel like he'd be really good with him. Yeah. Because he is a really, he's a smart guy. Yeah. Very intelligent. And he knows how to be kind of funny. He's got a little humor in him. He's got a little humor. He's got a little humor in him. <laughs> I, will, I will say the, re- the reality, like the initial scene of him like entering the bank and then beginning this hostage situation, I felt like as an actor, he did a really good job of um, dealing with the reality of it. And reacting to suddenly realizing, like, the blinds are open. I have to close them. And then, like, someone's calling on the phone and, like, dealing with the reality of that. Now there's people I'm taking care of, making sure the door's locked. Like, that's a lot of, like, sensory awareness that you have to have suddenly. Uh, Yeah. And it felt, like, natural that he was suddenly realizing he needed to do all these things. Yeah, and, and I was feeling the hints of the PTSD kicking back in. Like, mm-hmm. when he was like, get the blinds, get the blinds. Yeah. Like, that was an intense moment. You could see some of that military side of him coming out. Yeah. Where he was just like, get that, like, get down, you know? like Yeah. You could feel that bit of military that was deep down inside that, that actual real-life person mm-hmm. was coming out. And John Boyoga did it, like, flawlessly. He was, yeah. he was great. Absolutely. So, for, for whatever rating I give this movie... It will be low. It's going to be low. I already have my number, but it, and but it's it, like, this is bad. And I really wanted to emphasize, like, his rating. It, like, my rating for him, we should just give John Boyega a, a rating. He's <laughs> a well good he actor. We he should give acting, him an acting rating. For me, he, for me, he's not involved in my rating at all. 
in this movie. Okay, good. Because yeah. I'm not recommending the movie to anyone. Yeah. It doesn't matter how good of acting John Boyega had. The movie's boring. It's too long, which is wild for an hour and 43-minute movie that it's too long. And half the movie shouldn't even be in it. There should have been a, f- a short film, frankly. Yeah, uh, 45 minutes to an hour would have been fine. It would have That would have been a great movie. Or like a two-hour, two-part documentary on HBO. I would have been fine with that, too. Or give some more depth. Give some more interesting circumstances. I, mean, I don't YouTube know video. how this script got, got – I understand the concept of this project getting greenlit. I don't understand how this script got lit because uh, this was bad. It was – it's so bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was that was brutal. Anywho, uh, let's – I'm going to say let's let's roll the banana meter in. Mm. Mini bots. Not right now. <laughs> Not right now. Mini bots. Mini bots. Mini bots. Guys, 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 guys. Come on. Get out we'll the room. We'll talk about it. We'll talk, we'll talk about, about it. it later. Get out the room. This is get not out. the time, okay? Just leave. Just leave it. Just turn it on. Banana. <laughs> get out. Yes, it's a banana meter. Get out. Leave it half in. Le- don't. No. Leave it halfway in. For John Boyega. Banana meter is halfway in the room for you, mm-hmm. sir. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the other half is outside for the rest of it. You, I feel like you got to start it off. You want me to start it? Okay. Yeah, you have this ready. You've been I wanna lo- re- I wanna re- loaded. <laughs> I want to. I want to reiterate this number again. John Boyega is a good actor, and like Ricky said, he's getting put. I don't know if he's been in anything else recently. He did one other movie. I did look that up. I don't have the name off the top. of Everything my head. I've seen him in. He's a good actor. He's being given really bad roles. And I want that to stop because if that continues, eventually he won't be in anything anymore. Uh, so I'm hoping that someone decides to utilize him better. Um, that being said, I'm not. He, his acting is not being reflected in this rating. The rating I'm going to give for this movie is a 30 banana. Wow. 30 banana. Um Wow. Again, it did a good job of sucking me in. I I empathized with Brian. There was the other interesting character that was the hostage negotiator. That's it. It's a bad movie. However, I don't think I don't think it's as bad as League of Super Pets cuz that one I wanted to die the whole time. Yeah. This one I was just kind of looking at my watch. And was going, this is too long. Wow. Yeah. 30 banana. 30 banana. Is that too high? David, I will tell you, I thought your rating was going to be lower than mine. Oh, you th- oh ri- <laughs> okay. I thought yours was going to be lower than mine. Okay. okay. I was very bored for like half this movie. Mm-hmm. I was really out of it. Um, again, John Boyega, you, you get like a 90 banana from me, good sir. Yeah, don't reflect you, John Boyega. You were awesome. You, you minions, take this mini banana and put it on the shelf for him. <laughs> mini banana. Stop, stop, stop. Shh, keep it down. Maybe they were doing the opera box. <laughs> <laughs> they they, some of their language yeah. is just Spanish. <laughs> did you let one of them into the... Maybe the I did. <laughs> that would have been a, a mistake. Okay. Uh, John Viega, <laughs> you just... just so, he's just in the projector, but there's a minion in there just doing Singing. his whole opera. <laughs> just in Spanish. What? <laughs> in there. Yeah, that would have been awesome. That's, that's amazing. Oh, that would have been so good. I would have rather paid to see that. I yeah. would have paid, actually. Yeah, that would have been dope. I will say, we did the soda and popcorn for free because it's my birthday month. Happy, happy birthday. I, I'm happy I didn't pay for it. Thank you. Happy birthday. Um. Anyway, your rating is higher than mine. Not by much. Again, okay. bad movie. 
only scenes I really honestly enjoyed again was the was uh was it was him talking to the negotiator mm-hmm. and then I think the only other scene I really liked was the uh, the the Estelle having her monologue the, really while it. there was a Spanish opera while there was a Spanish opera I was kind of half listening mm-hmm. I was feeling the emotion yeah no I was I saw the emotion in front of me the words were just not well, her emotion right. was great she killed that scene because I'm listening to a Spanish opera behind me and it I'm still beautiful. feeling the it emotion was beautiful it was intense yeah. behind us so so like really only like two or three scenes I liked could have watched five minute YouTube video I'm giving it a 25 banana 25 banana I had the number ready to go this is the first I time I think I've had the number ready before we recorded no I had 30 I was pretty stuck with 30 as we were driving wow, home already I gave it lower than you I really thought you were gonna be like 10 percent. Yeah, well, I was like, dang, that's a stinker, stinker. 25, I, I... Here's the thing. I had to think about, was this worse than League of Superbets? Oh, yeah. And For me, yes. But you're rating it higher than I think you gave it. Because I think the end result for... Gosh, we need to keep track of this. We League should. of Superbets, I think, was we... The average ended up being 20 mm, between us. Maybe. Maybe I gave it... I thought I gave it a 30. Maybe. There's I no way know. you gave it a 10, then. I don't. I don't know. I'm pretty sure we ended up at a twenty with that one. Something so. low. Wow. Yeah. It was real Look, bad. If I did give this, if I did give League of Super Pets a lower rating than this, then I'm sorry, League of Super Pets. I at least enjoyed some of the action in that movie. <laughs> I at least liked some of the parts mm-hmm. and laughed a couple times. This movie, I know there was no laughter in this movie. That's not the reason why I gave it that rating. I'm into drama movies. Like negotiated yeah, no, scenes are some of my favorite. I literally told you, one of my m- movies I really loved was. Uh, operator with uh, I think it was what's it, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal I think was the main mm-hmm. character in that, and that's all almost a similar presence where it's a negotiator talking the whole time. Yeah, and this movie just just wasn't executed well. I felt almost like they kind of disrespected the guy in a way. Yeah, like his real story. Like maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm completely wrong. I will totally admit that. I mean, this may have been this movie may have been a completely accurate play by play situation of what actually went down. If so, don't do that with the based on a true story stuff unless it's truly insane because the drama the dramatization adds a lot to me yeah. caring about it. I was thinking while watching the movie, if I had turned this on at home, if this was on the TV, if it was on my computer, I 30 minutes in I already would have turned it off. Yeah. This was a bad I, movie. Yeah, I wouldn't have enjoyed it much either. And no. And I just I don't know. Maybe we missed it in the credits, but I I just wish that there was some some way of like at least acknowledging the fact that he had mental health issues because that's really what this boils down to. Yeah, was like he was just not fully okay and was not getting the support that he needed. But the people he was going to for support were not helping him. Yeah, in any way, they just gave him a pamphlet and said, "See ya." Just said, "Yes, you're gonna be homeless. You're gonna be homeless. Here's it. how you can prepare for it, though." Yeah, like n- yeah, I don't know. That just seems weird. It does seem weird. Yeah, this is bad, bad movie. I think there's some good movies coming up though, so I'm I'm excited for this month. Yeah, we just watch Minions again. Huh? <laughs> it got me interested. Maybe, maybe the rest of this podcast, uh, next several episodes, is just us watching Minions. Uh, never that's fine with me. We okay, okay. Just right. make a play-by-play podcast. We could watch the Minions movie. <laughs> Can we and watch do the commentary once a week, <laughs> every week for a year, <laughs> and see how we feel about it? 52 weeks later. Bro, I, like I think that. that's actually a podcast concept already. <laughs> <laughs> I watched this movie for the 32nd time. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I'm seeing stars. <laughs> I'm seeing stars, yep. All right, well, 
I don't have anything else to say Take about this. Take the meter back, boys. Take it back. Take it back. Get it out of here. I don't want to see it today. I'm not in the mood. Mini banana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, okay. guys. Well, I think I think I'm gonna wrap it up. I think we're done yeah. with this one. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Thank you so much for listening to Straight Dude Date Night. We do hope you enjoy enjoyed it more than we enjoyed this week's movie. Um, if you are enjoying, we thank you so much for listening. It means a lot. Um, and yeah, go review us on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends about this show if you want reviews of movies before you go see them. Uh, some friends and family of ours have been telling us that they are really enjoying this, and we thank you for listening. Yeah. Um, and leave us your comment on this movie if you watched it. We'd love to hear your feedback. Mm-hmm. If you completely de- uh, disagree with us and saw a deeper meaning, tell us. Let us know because I I I, w- I love other people's opinions. It's not it's not something I I shy away from or say you're wrong. I genuinely want to hear it. Yeah. Tweet us at uh, Dude Dates. Follow us there. Let us know what you think of what's going on, what we're saying, what our ratings are. Uh, if you have different scores, we'd love to hear it. Um. With that, do I have anything to say or do you have anything to say? Because <laughs> um, I think I covered everything, I think. David, I think, I think this week we, t- we get serious here. Oh. If you, have, if you have issues, please seek help. Okay, th- this movie made me sad, <laughs> but not in all the right ways. <laughs> what? Like, I don't know. It just, it made me sad and I feel as if, like, they could have done more for this man mm-hmm. or for people in the future. <laughs> please, please don't watch this movie and think that this is what it's like that people with mental health issues just want to blow themselves up. This is not what it's like. Please. <laughs> ever, ever since we've got on our soapboxes about this, the deeper meaning of this movie, our energy has like completely sad. turned <laughs> I'm sad now we're, I go home. we're upset we're sad and that's the note we're ending on thank you so much Ricky I will always keep it in mind <laughs> as long as I'm not seeing a movie as bad as this one <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening we do hope you enjoy have a wonderful week and take care bye bye <laughs>